Hello everyone and welcome to our cast and crew Q&A. My name is Lena and today I have for you an interview with Nash No Last Name. Nash is a freelance writer and YouTuber providing the voice for Duke Haster. When they're not writing, they enjoy creating videos about both gaming and Norse paganism. Having studied theater, they've always had a love for performing and are honored to be able to combine this passion with one of their favorite fandoms. After first reading and being enthralled by Good Omens over a decade ago, they jumped at the chance to audition for this project and are honored to be able to provide their voice to this incredible role. Nash, it's an honor to have you with us today. Tell us a bit about yourself before we start. Where are you from? What do you do aside from fandom? Um, well, I'm originally from uh, Chicago, Illinois, and now I live in the middle of Illinois, surrounded by cornfields, uh, <laughs> which is which is interesting and great for internet connection. Um, but aside from fandom, I do um, a lot of gaming and reading and um, painting. I went to school for both theater and art, so I do painting in my spare time and stuff like that, or just like writing fix and stuff. <laughs> That's basically all I do in my time. It's fun. <laughs> sounds like it. How did you land in fandom then? Because it sounds like fandom is a pretty big part of your life. Um, so it probably started when I was like in fifth or sixth grade is like um, the whole Harry Potter phase that um, kind of was like sweeping through middle school. So that was like my major thing. And I used to write fix, terrible, terrible fix during middle school um, involving that fandom. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, for instance, like one of the, I, re I remember one of the fix that I wrote was so horrible. I don't even know if it exists online anymore. It's called Roses Are Red, Violets Are Blue, My Father Is Voldemort, and He's Coming For You. That was such cringe, and I still cringe every time I remember that that's a thing. <laughs> but, um, oh God. Anyway, um, so that probably started back then, and then I've been in a lot of video game fandoms like Mass Effect. Mass Effect is a huge fandom for me at Dragon Age. And originally, when I originally read Good Omens, I didn't actually know there was like a fandom for it when I first read the book like a decade ago, because I was apparently stupid on the internet and <laughs> didn't even think to look for anything. But yeah, and then eventually I found like a lot of people on Tumblr and everything. So that kind of kickstarted all of that. And then I heard about this project. And of course, I had to audition for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So when would you say you joined the, the Good Omens fandom online? Online was probably about maybe two years ago, I think. So I'm like more of a lurker, which, uh, yeah, I like kind of like lurk and like look, I like, I don't have any way to like really submit art because I don't do a lot of digital art. It's all like traditional and like trying to take pictures of stuff like that is kind of terrible because I can never get the lighting right. So I kind of just lurk and like give people thumbs up and <laughs> do all of that. So I guess it's kind of perfect for, for Haster because I'm very good at lurking. So <laughs> I mastered that art. <laughs> oh, that's, that's brilliant. I, I just recorded an interview with the voice actor for Dagon. They said the exact same oh, yeah? thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. really funny to me. Um, <laughs> oh but, my god. Um, yeah, it's pretty perfect. So, um, but it sounds like you were part of the fandom, so to speak, from the er early days of the fandom. So were you, yes. were you aware of what other people were doing, even though you weren't contributing? Yes, I was, I saw a few things and I kind of, I've lurked on them and enjoyed them <laughs> in the quiet of my house. Because 
it's I was too like afraid to like try to do my own things because I when I write fix and stuff usually I like write them for like my friends so we'll like send them back and forth and then like I never really post anything because like it tends to like when I start like writing a fic I'll have like this whole story posted in my head and then I'll just like stop writing it like halfway through and go for like two year hiatuses and it's like oh yeah I abandoned you I'm so sorry but uh yeah it's like I'm in the middle of writing a Fallout 4 fic right now that I started two years ago and I finally picked it back up and it's been like two months since I've started writing it again I'm like oh yeah I forgot about you again I'm sorry <laughs> but yeah yeah well NaNoWriMo is coming up do you know NaNoWriMo? Oh yeah, I yeah. always keep meaning to do that every year. Like I'll put it on my calendar and I'll be like, okay, we're gonna do this. And then inevitably like something comes up and it's like, yeah, you're not gonna do this. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> that happens, yeah. It's, it took me a few years to actually sit down and be like, no, this year we're doing it. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I need to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so you've, you've been aware I, I should say, uh, of, of fanfic and, and fan art and everything online for a few years. Mm -hmm. Do you remember um, when and how did you find out about Podfic? Um, how I found out about the Podfic, I actually saw that Neil Gaiman had um, re-blogged uh, an ask about it or something, and I was like, oh, I need to do this because it sounds awesome. So, I mean, I really didn't expect anything to come out of it because I really didn't have anything recorded on my computer or anything. So I just kind of like ran to the bathroom really quick and recorded me, I think it was Annabelle Lee. I, I think that was what I recorded myself reading. And I just quickly submitted that. And I really didn't think anything was gonna come out of it because I was like, this probably sucks. I'm not gonna get anything. But yeah, surprisingly, I I did, and I mean, I was like elated to be Haster because Haster's awesome. <laughs> so I was like, yes, that's it was so surprising, but it was absolutely awesome. Oh, amazing! But how about Podfic in general? I meant more like when were oh. you like aware that Podfic was a thing that people did on on the internet? <laughs> um, so I I listened to a couple of them like years ago, but like I never really yeah. like really thought about it like especially for like doing myself because like I never really I don't know why I just never really thought about doing it even though I do like YouTube videos and I've thought about doing like reading videos of me reading but I never really thought about like doing any pod fix and I never really sought them out either which is really weird because like I'll put on audiobooks when I'm listening to like or when I'm working but like for whatever reason I just never really thought about it like consciously like I knew it was a thing but I was like just like this weird disconnect like I didn't actually like seek it out which is weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah that happens well, that, that happens a lot I feel like people are very used to reading fanfic like fanfic is a thing you read um yeah or like you don't get to hear about it like in spoken words so much so you're not as used to listening to it I think yeah but I, I hear that from a lot of people and that happens to me as well sometimes I will go through months and months where I just don't even think about it and then I'll come back to it and obviously this year because we're doing Crown of Thorns is not that year but mm -hmm. I've had years yeah. of my life where I was like oh yeah that existed yeah so for sure <laughs> well, yeah. I, I feel you mm -hmm. <laughs> have you have you thought of making any pot fake of your own aside from Crown of Thorns 
Uh, yeah, now I actually am. Since doing this, it's kind of like given me the confidence to actually like try to do things on my own. So, I mean, it would be interesting to try to like, well, that's actually good motivation for, you know, finishing my stories that I'm writing because I could actually use those and turn those into uh, my own podfic. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to take a while for, <laughs> for that to get done. But definitely, I've, I'm definitely going to try to do more in the future, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Have you interacted any with the Podfic community aside from the server from Crown of Thorns? Um, I'm lurking. <laughs> I do a lot of lurking, yeah. yeah. Like, I always, like, feel like I'm going to, like, irritate people if I, like, start, like, interacting with them. I don't know why, because it's, like, I have, like, a couple discords I'm, like, a member of, but I, like, never go on there because it's, like, people will start talking and then it's, like, I don't want to just, like, interject it and be, like, hi, I'm in this conversation now. It just feels, like, weird to me. So I'll just, like, watch people talk and I'll be, like, okay, that's nice. (laughs) It's, like, a daily newsreel or something where I'm just, like, reading what other people are saying and I'm, like, I could respond to this, but then I'd feel like I'm interrupting what you guys are saying. So I'll just sit here and lurk. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, because I know the perfect community has a lot of, um, uh, a lot of multi-voices, a little bit like Crown of Thorns, though generally I I haven't heard of projects as big as this one. Yeah. They might exist, I may not be aware. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, if, if you're thinking of you know, dipping your feet into into Podfic, I'm pretty sure it would be like easy to find resources and stuff like that. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm gonna look for those for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well then, good luck. Oh yes, let us know you. if you if you create anything that you're really proud of. Oh yeah, <laughs> I will definitely. <laughs> so going back a little to Crown of Thorns, um, you told us that you fr- you found out about the drama from. Uh, Neil Gaiman retweeting something, mm-hmm. but ha- uh, did you did you already know the fanfic? Yeah, I had. Him? Yeah, I had actually read it a while ago, and it kind of was just like in the back of my head, and I just I didn't even like think of anyone turning it into a podfic, and that's why when he reposted it, it kind of like brought it back to my mind. I was like, oh wow, I read that before, and I was like, this is awesome because like I never really thought it would be turned into anything, but mm-hmm. since like the TV show came out and everything, it was like everyone had this resurgence, well, especially, like, resurge interest in Good Omens, so I was like, I definitely gotta look into that more. <laughs> right. Mm. Were you, you were in the fandom before the TV show. Would you say the fandom had, like, quieted down a lot? I, well, from what I could tell, like, there wasn't, like, especially, like, on Tumblr, there wasn't, like, as many posts from what I could tell, but as soon as, like, the TV show hit, it was, like, a hundred posts a day like they kept popping up I was like oh wow okay <laughs> right yeah because I I got the this feeling, is great I, I wasn't in the yeah. fandom before that mm-hmm. right but I got the feeling that um the fandom was never truly dead like there were still people doing stuff like oh yeah just as an example the fanfic for Crown of Thorns was finished on February last year mm-hmm so yeah, I still I don't have the feeling that even though it's a pretty pretty old fandom, it wasn't that bad. It was yeah. just quieter. Yeah, it was definitely quieter, but like with the TV show and everything, it was like an explosion of people. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was I I actually didn't ex- I wasn't really expecting it to be as big as it was. I mean, I'm obviously like really grateful that it took off as much as it does or it did, and I just I was really shocked by it, and I'm. So grateful that it did because now we get to do awesome things like this. <laughs> so yeah, fair, fair, fair. Um, and so you told us that you recorded like immediately something in your bathroom to apply to to um 
audition for the project, did you have a character in mind when you when you auditioned? Not really off the top of my head. I know I put down like a bunch of random characters in the application, but I really just wasn't expecting anything to come out of it. So I was just like picking a couple and I was like, here, I mean, if if it happens, it happens. If not, I mean, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. It's fine. So I wasn't really expecting anything. Right. And I didn't really have anyone in mind. So I was just like, okay, we'll just give it a try. <laughs> and was Hester in that, in that initial... I believe he was. I'm trying to think of all the people I did. Uh, I have a terrible memory for remembering things I've done in like the past week. So I think he was though, because I mean, Hester's just so much fun. <laughs> He's just so delightfully fun to do. So yeah. And then what was it like when you got, when you heard back from the drama and they said, hey, you got Hester? I, I basically did like this dance around my room where I was just like flapping around like an idiot, like, yes, I, I was like in shock. I had to like read the email if the first like couple times over and over again, like, am I actually reading this right? And then I just kind of like flapped around my room like a weird chicken. <laughs> yeah, so it was definitely like a moment of like shock and just, okay, well, that's surprising. I don't, okay. <laughs> Like, I didn't even have words for it. I was just so excited to actually have something. Hmm. <laughs> you said that you had studied theater. Have you, or had you ever before considered um, voice acting? I have, because I play a lot of video games. So I've always been, like, fascinated by, like, voice acting and how, like, voice acting can lend so much to a character and it can really, like bring a character to life as opposed to like you know just like it, you can tell like when there's like characters in games who like are like just out of it they're like we don't we don't really want to be here but when you have like jennifer hale or somebody like who voices commander shepherd it's like that is that character and it's just so iconic so that kind of always interested me so i was like i would love to do something like that like that has to be like the funnest job in the world like you just go and voice like these awesome people <laughs> Like, and to the extent where, like, some people just, like, become that character. And it's, like, that's oh, yeah. just so cool. So, yeah, I've definitely, like, always wanted to do something like that. So it was awesome that I can actually kind of do it in that capacity. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you got to do that. There are so many voice actors in the, in the cast that we have that I've met so far mm -hmm. that have some sort of background in theater. I, I find that very interesting. Oh, yeah. Because... Yeah, I for example, I have zero background in theater. I I'm not I'm not longer that shy, but I was painfully shy as a child. Mm. I ha I wanted nothing to do with theater. I <laughs> I was I was bad at it, but I did not enjoy it. Oh, yeah. um, and my school had like compulsory theater years, like every two years. Oh, wow. Our class had to do like a obligatory uh theater play. Oh, wow. Um yeah. for Christmas and stuff like that. And and I'm I'm not um, arguing against or for that. It's mm -hmm. it's a good way to get kids to memorize stuff and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I just did not want to do that. Yeah. So yeah. for me, it for me getting into botfic has always been more about the actual words and reading and enjoying reading. Mm -hmm. But I've met so many people in this in this cast that just really really enjoy theater. It's kind of fascinating to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that was definitely me as a kid. Like, I'm terribly shy when it comes to talking to people. I like I have to rehearse what I'm saying in my head before I like I talk to people usually because it's like I, I have terrible social anxiety. 
And I think that like theater for me, like it, at the first couple of times I was, I started doing it, like I would shake like uncontrollably when I was trying to like get on stage and everything. But then it kind of became like, I kind of like tricked myself into thinking like, I'm, it's not me on the stage, it's the character. So I kind of like put myself in face where it's like, I get to remove myself from the picture and like portray somebody else. And that kind of like gave me like pseudo confidence to like get out there and actually do things. Right. But yeah, off stage, it's like, I, I'm a mess. Like I can't even like form sentences half the time when I'm talking to people. It's like, I am going to say wrong things. I can't do this. <laughs> But like, it's easier on stage for me, especially because you get to like, you have the lines, I know what to say. So and I know what I'm supposed to do. So I can I can do that easier than I can if it's like an unrehearsed social meeting, and I'm just standing there awkwardly like a lemon or something like, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, hmm. that's, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like, especially when I was starting to be like, yeah, I need to get over my shyness. Because like that's something that obviously I had to like push myself to do at the beginning. Oh yeah. I remember being like, yeah, this is social, Lena, and now I have to talk to people and then I can go home and be quiet for a while. Yes, definitely. It's sort of a different part of your personality even. Yeah. It, it definitely. Like it's still you obviously, but mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> awesome. Um so do you, would you say you get a lot in character then when you're performing for voice acting? Because obviously if you're in a stage, you have to be your character, like yeah. bodily, you have to be them. Mm -hmm. But for voice acting, does it, does it translate for you? Y yes, definitely, because it helps if I'm like, actually like in that mindset and like I, I can picture like what's going on around me like in the scene. So I kind of try to like embody that character to a certain extent, even if I'm not wearing like a costume or makeup, I can still like be Haster in my bathroom. <laughs> yelling at people and that's what I do and then I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like what am I doing with my life but it, it makes it like it, it, I think it gives more depth to the voice because like I'm actually like like emoting in the comfort of my own bathroom because that's apparently the only space with the best acoustics so yeah uh it definitely helps for me personally but I know a lot of other people don't have to do that I've I've talked to other people who I went to theater I did theater shows with and they they can just like do it on the drop of a hat and it's absolutely cool for them but it helps for me personally to be able to like get into the character a bit more because I feel like it gives more life to the voice like it's actually like happening mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> that's cool so could you um could you describe pastor from your perspective a little bit Oh, he's delightfully fun and evil. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's he's just this delightful evil being. And I just, there's so much I love about him because he's this chaotic person. He's, he's, like, he's like the raw embodiment of chaos. But at the same time, like, he still has kind of like this little bit of tenderness for later, especially. And it's like, it's this weird duality because he doesn't really show it, but there's like little bits of moments where like it shows through his veneer where he's like i actually kind of care about this person but i'm like painfully to admit it that's not a proper sentence but that's fine anyway um but yeah he's just like he's a feature like oh god i'm terrible with words but he's just so much fun mm. he's like you know, like how people usually say, like playing the villain is just like a fun, good time because you get to do all these terrible things. It's it's kind of like that. Like he's just so delightfully terrible, and I love it. And my dog's barking currently, and that's great. <laughs> Don't worry. So, 
So it sounds like you have a lot of fun voice in Hafster. Is there any particular thing that you identify with? Um, I kind of identify with his chaoticness, I guess, because like I'm a terribly chaotic person. Like, and he's kind of like I don't want to say like absent-minded. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it, but he's kind of like all over the place. Like when they when he I believe it was in one of the Imagine Hafster things where he's telling. Ligger to go grab a couple ducks because he told them that he they looked delicious. So he's like, that's reason enough to go grab a couple. <laughs> and then he gets attacked by the ducks. Like, I could see myself trying to do that. Like, I'm going to go pet this duck and then I'm going to completely screw everything up. Like, I could see me doing that <laughs> just because it's a thing. Like, why not? Let's go do it. And it's just that, that personality, I guess, where he's kind of just like all over the place. And yeah, that's a lot like me. <laughs> and from the rest of the characters, is there any other character that you feel like you identify more with or that like immediately brings you, oh yeah, I would do this kind of feelings? Oh god. I'm trying to think. There's probably like a lot of things that I would do. <laughs> to be honest. Um I guess probably I, I wanna say almost like Crowley to a, to an extent, because he's kinda has an interesting duality going on in him too. Because he's like he like he knows he's supposed to what he's supposed to be, but then like he he's just like the complete opposite of what he's supposed to be. So it's it's kind of like because I've been told like because of the way I dress and everything that I'm like intimidating when people first meet me, and then I'm just like this sweet little cinnamon bun that everyone wants to protect, and I'm like okay. So it's like what's on the outside doesn't really reflect what's on the inside. So I guess it's kind of like an interesting duality with him that I can relate to. <laughs> Yeah, like, you see one thing, but then it's not necessarily matching what's on the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so to, to wrap up, to, to pose a final question, that's maybe a little big question. <laughs> what is oh. something that you feel like you've learned during this project? Um, I've definitely learned a lot more about, like, using Audacity. <laughs> I'm just looking at my screen because I I'd used it a couple times in the past, but I'd never actually like delved into using it very much. So that was definitely a learning curve for me. And then I had to get um like I had to relearn how to, you know, like re sight read and stuff when I was reading different lines. Like I would first I would record like a series of lines just on like just by sight reading it. And then I would like go back and record one of me memorizing the lines. So I was trying to like figure out if one was better than the other. So I would sit there for like hours and like go through each audio thing. And then if one clip sounded better than the other one, I would switch them out. So yeah, learn well, it goes back to learning audacity because I had to learn how to move clips around. So yeah, probably learning technology and <laughs> learning technology. That's what I learned. Did you memorize your lines you just say? Yeah, I memorize, well, I memorize them to an extent that I like didn't have to like look at the page as much, so I could like emote more to right. like doing actions and stuff. So, I mean, there were still times when I was like, "Wait, what was I supposed to say again?" And then I would say the same line like wrong five times in a row because I memorized it wrong. <laughs> so I was like, "Wait, that's not what that says." But yeah, <laughs> right? No, that's very cool. Well, I you. don't know if many people in the project would. I haven't asked actually, but. I don't know if, if most people would memorize the lines or just read them. Mm -hmm. I know that I would read them because yeah. I don't want to memorize stuff. But I, yeah, that's an interesting thing to mention next time I find someone who's really into theater. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's kind of like an old habit because I'm just kind of used to. Because, I, I mean, I've done yeah, shit. Yeah, I imagine. 
I've done Shakespeare in the past, so it's like if I can memorize those lines, <laughs> I might as well memorize these. <laughs> right, right, no, for sure. And if it helps you to like move around, then for sure you would memorize them. I just yeah. That's a that's a cool thought. Yeah. Well. Awesome. Thank you very much for talking with us, Nash. And tell us where can people find you online? Um, you can find me online, um, uh, usually on YouTube. Uh, National Last Name is my YouTube channel, and on Tumblr, it is also National Last Name and Instagram. So, yep, that's where you can find me. I'm lurking. <laughs> I'm there. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. So, this was all we had for today. Next time, we'll be talking to Tardancy, the voice of Dagon and the steward, so keep your ears ready for that.